With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the art studio. I hope all of you are having a great day in your art studio. And I hope the art is coming out well. I want to harken back to my last art studio show. And touch on some ideas I touched on there. But from a different perspective. You know, a leopard acts like a leopard, and an eagle acts like an eagle. Human beings aspire to be things. They see people, they see situations, they read books, they watch movies, they hear about other situations and people, and they imagine what it would be. To be like that person. A person is a series of circumstances, both genetic and circumstances that happen in their lives. So it's both nature and nurture determines who that person is. We can't really take on the lives of other people because we are not genetically like them and we didn't have the same life experience. It doesn't mean we can't do the same things or we can't stand on their shoulders or learn from their experience. We can do all that, but we can't be them. Certain people are going to have advantages and certain people are going to have disadvantages. But that's only one way to look at it. Let's take the word disadvantage and advantage out of the lexicon for a second. And just say one person is different, has green eyes. And one person has blue eyes. Well, should the blue eyes really determine what happens to them? Should the green eyes make that big a difference? There's no question that people who have physical beauty and charm do better than people who don't. But there's also something else beyond that. But there's definitely a charisma that people can have that is a genetic quality that can ingratiate themselves in with a group, which is very important to stay alive as a human being. And so the quality of being likable, I think, is genetically part of the cards as having green eyes. But that's not the point of today's show. The point of today's show is, we were talking about last time the timetable of a friend of mine who has a plan. He aspires to be a certain kind of person. He is like an eagle that aspires to be a leopard. 
Neither one of those things is inherently better than the other. An eagle is not better than a leopard. And that's why I'm giving you these examples. Because I want you to understand that as human beings, we are often one thing, but aspire to be another. Due to these dreams and hopes and unrealistic things that we weave in our minds that we feel we need and we want to feed our egos and our desires and our dreams. Which is not a bad thing because it's the wanting for the convenience and the wanting for wealth that is what has driven society and civilization forward. Uh, besides having to have lunch, breakfast, and dinner every day. So I think that we might be playing a trick on ourselves. And let's put it this way. I can't sing. I am a terrible singer. Turns out I'm tone deaf. Like a person who is colorblind, I have a certain genetic limitation on how I can sing and how I actually hear music. It's been told to me many times that my voice is ridiculously out of tune and I can't understand what they're talking about when they say in tune. I'm sure some people can't. Clueless to me. I really can't do it, even though I understand the theory of it, so to speak. But let's say I aspired to be a singer. I saw people on stage singing. It's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be. So I was taking singing lessons, spending thousands of dollars, hiring tutors, working on it. I'm going to jump right to the conclusion of this whole thing. Wouldn't it be better spent for me to not work on a talent that is not really a strong suit for me and to actually focus on something that is a strong suit for me so, if singing is not really my strong suit, should I invest all my time and my life energy just because I think I want to be a singer? Now, here's the weird thing. That's what makes people motivated, right? The things that they want. They may want something unrealistic. How many famous people, singers, quote-unquote, don't sing very well or even play an instrument very well? They're famous for singing, but they're not good singers like Britney Spears compared to many other professionals. She's ridiculously terrible, but she's the most, most famous professional singer, quote unquote, in the world. So a lack of talent didn't hold back Miss Britney Spears. And being, you know, grown up with her connections and the Disney and the whole thing, it was realistic of her to go on with that career. But let's say there's some other girl in Iowa that can really sing, but she's not on the Disney Channel network, not connected, doesn't have all the things that Britney had at nine years old. Is it realistic for her to think, hey, I'm going to become a pop star next year? No, it's not. She does not have the Disney machine behind her. What I'm trying to do is give you these incredibly obvious and easy examples so that we can sort of see that people often aspire to be something that they're naturally not inclined to be and that this leads to many things. And let's wind it back to the last show with my friend 
who literally doesn't have enough time to create the things he wants to create. So, of course, he needs to change his plan, obviously, because his plan is flawed. It's like he's going to build the Brooklyn Bridge all by himself. He couldn't do it. It would take him 500 years. He needs thousands of men to help him. There's just a certain amount of math to all sorts of things that just makes sense as far as, you know, completing things or timetables for things. It's easy enough to see it. He aspires to be a certain person, a certain kind of person in history, a certain kind of person to do things, and a certain he sees himself in a certain way. But the fact of it is, due to genetic limitations, time and history, and all sorts of other reasons, he literally can't be that person. He can't. It's like me saying I'm going to be president of the United States. I don't think it's very likely right now that I could do that for a lot of reasons. And I don't think it's lack of intelligence, by the way. I think I'm pretty well read. And if they sat me down and briefed me, I bet I could make some decent decisions. Maybe not perfect ones. But, you know, that's not really the art of presidency. The art of presidency is negotiation and getting stuff through Congress and making deals with people. That's what presidency is about. And in that respect, I think I would fail miserably. I'm sure of it. So that's not a good fit for me. But let's say I aspired to be president. And I got to be a president. And what if I was bad at making deals with people and facilitating change and and so on? That would make me a pretty poor president, ineffectual, and unable to make any change, positive or negative. So people aspire to things that they shouldn't be. Ever have a boss who wasn't qualified to be your boss? So let's wind it all back to us, you, and our projects and the things we want and the things we dream about and the things we aspire to. We have to make a reasonable judgment of who we are and what we're really about before we, you know, jump on the train to join the circus. I think it's important to consider, very importantly, each step we take, especially as we get older and wiser, so we understand what each implication means. It's the funniest thing, but, you know, once a person gets older, they don't long at all for the things a young person longs for. Must be 20 shows back, I have a joke about a guy that goes into the woods and picks up a frog, and the frog says, if you kiss me, I will turn into a beautiful woman. And uh, so him and the frog talk for a while, and the, talk is, the frog is a, it's a fun conversationist, fun frog, you know. And so he just stuffs the frog in his pocket, and they walk along, and the frog says, hey, hey, take me out of your pocket, take me out. And brings it back out, and he goes, sure, what's happening? He goes, well, didn't you hear me earlier where I said if you kissed me, I would become the most beautiful woman in the world? And the guy says, well, I did hear you. But I don't really want a beautiful woman, nor do I want the most beautiful woman in the world. What I really like is a nice person to hang out with who's a good conversationist. And he stuffs the frog back in his pocket. 
See, that's the difference between an older person, an older man, and a younger man. The older man doesn't want the complication of having to care for, focus on, and take care of a relationship. Think of it as a giant garden that you have to water every couple hours, forever. That's a relationship. You have to work on it. Young people want to rush right into those relationships and sign right up. But when you're older, you don't want to volunteer nearly as quickly. Now, what did, what did all that mean? Well, the things that we think we want and we think that are so important are very much predicated by where we're standing in life. Or in other words, how old we are and how much experience we have. If you never experienced a job at some terrible place, you don't know it's terrible. You have nothing to compare it to. And so on and so forth. But the real idea I'm trying to get to here, again, is that let's say you aspire to be like Jack Kirby or an impressionistic artist, but you're much better at realism. Or let's say you aspire to be a writer but you're not really much of a writer. Your work is derivative or your work is can't hold together. You can't write very well. Let's say you're better just coming up with dialogue. Not everybody is good at everything or all parts of the process or even a part of the process. Again, I might like singing but not be good at it. Doesn't mean I shouldn't do it and enjoy it myself. Maybe I don't share it with the world and cut albums and expect to make a living off of it. When you aspire to do things, you have to look at yourself really carefully and say, does this really fit who I am and what I am about? Again, I may want to sing, but it's not in the genetic cards for me to do so. And I may really want, you know, to be, you know, Mr. Universe or Mr. Olympia. I just don't have the genetics to build those kind of big muscles. I may really want to always meet my deadlines, but I can't. I may want to do a series of 20 books like Lord of the Rings. The problem is I can't write. I don't have the time. I don't have the patience for it. Now, I might aspire to it, but because I don't have the time, the patience, or the writing skill... It's going to be extremely difficult for me. Even if it's my life dream. Now, on the reverse side, if I was a natural writer, good at writing, really loved writing, writing all the time, writing, 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 well, I'd be a good bet then for someone who could write something. And if I come up with a good plan, we're like, you know, I can't write Lord of the Rings, but I could write three short stories in a year. That's a reasonable plan. Something like that, where you work within the parameters of both time and space, which is what you and I call reality and a calendar and a calculator, and working with who I really am. If I'm an eagle, I know I can fly great distances and go places. So I work within those parameters. If I'm a turtle... I know I can't go very far very fast, so I have to work within those parameters. Now, the turtle may aspire to be an eagle. The turtle may aspire to fly. But that doesn't mean that he can, or that he even should, 
or he should waste his time taking lessons or thinking about it. We got to really be ruthless with ourselves when we get down to how we're going to spend our time on this earth. There's nothing more important than your family. And after that, you're going to have your endeavors, your wants, your dreams, your things that you want to do. But don't be fooled and seduced by those things. They're just things. They're just another thing. Whether you're a mountain climber or you're an executive at some big business or whether you're a cartoonist locked in a room making cartoons, your life is going by. It's ticking by like a clock. And it's not going backwards ever, just eternally forward. It's not like TV or the movies. It's always forward. So you never get any of that time back. Learn from your experiences. Don't regret them. Don't beat yourself up for making mistakes. But as you go forward, do your best to analyze who you really are. Now something with me. I get these project ideas where I go, man, I want to make a project. And then I reflect back in my experiences and I go, you know, that's the kind of project though that won't stick with me. I'll, I'll burn out on that one because of this, this, and this. I can see it. Like based on my years and years and years of failed and failed and failed projects, I say, ah, That's the seed of a failed project. But I didn't know it. You know, years ago when I would plant the seeds of failure, I didn't know my own enthusiasm was my undoing in some respects. But then when a real project comes along, a real idea, it sort of sits different in my brain. And I I look at it different and go, wait a minute, that's not one of these fake ideas that burns out quick. That's one of those different ones. And I'm lucky I get them because I've gone months where nothing comes to me. And let me again be clear about how I feel about my particular talents. Extremely derivative writing. I think I'm right, great at a quick kind of uh, snappy dialogue between characters. I'm good at the pacing of those sort of things. But I never had an original idea. I'm not going to be kicking out Tarzan or Lord of the Rings or anything like that. And I, So all my stuff is like a retread of old stuff, and I know that. But I do my best, like a guy who's filming a TV show with a script we've all seen, to do my best as a director and the art director to make the very best you know, show, comic book, story that I can. And I'm excited about doing you know, the themes that I do. Um, you know, that's a good thing. So I try to work within what I know is my known skill. And I know most artists come to this. They eventually figure out that even though they aspire to do this or they aspire to do that, they really they really don't really want to invest the time, mostly because they don't have the time and it doesn't work out. So like me, you know, I want to make animated films but I don't really have the time to draw all the thousands and thousands and thousands of pictures. I need a huge team like Disney to do something like that. I don't have it. Each one of us has those limitations. And we have to accept them. Now, at one point in my life, 
I wasn't smart in accepting those limitations. I was on some fronts, but not on others. And even today, I think I still live more in a dream state about my goals of my projects than reality. And I think I have to do that because if I really accept the reality of everything I do, which is it's mostly going to fail, that I tend to be paralyzed and not want to do it because I'm like, oh, you know, what's the point? So I have to drum up my enthusiasm for myself and realize that failure is different a different thing in some respects. Like there is monetary failure, but there's also other kinds of success like technical success and so on. So I try to, you know, feed myself with the technical success and go, well, it might not sell a million or might not even sell one, but it's really the best work you can do at this time. And so I try to take satisfaction from the endeavor. When they write on your tombstone, they write the year you were born, and they write dash, and they write the year you died. The dash is the whole thing. That's the part that you lived in between the dash. It's so important to have fun and be happy. I don't know how to tell you to be happy. It's a different thing for each person. What I'm trying to tell you is is that you should aspire to it in a way that is much, how can I put it? You don't have to work so hard to be happy. You know, the guy working his ass off in the big corporation, the artist locked in the room for 14 hours a day, the person obsessively doing whatever, you know, I get that they're driven and they really want to do it. But I'm not really sure that's a happy life. Ignoring all those around you, ignoring your health, and being bitterly unhappy and disappointed all the time because that's the thing that drives you forward because you're always pissed off and complaining and upset. You're always dissatisfied. In that dissatisfaction, you're always moving forward, sort of. But you can move forward towards goals that don't make sense, like me moving forward and being, being a singer or being a basketball player. There's things I'm much better suited for, even though I may love singing and basketball. That's the point. Figure out what you're suited for. Don't, you know, even though you may want, you know, to be something, try to understand that you may not be suited to be that thing. And then try to figure out what you're really suited for. If you can do that, you're going to do a lot better. And again, sometimes this can be so confusing. And sometimes it comes down to genetics. Luck. So you say, genetics, what do you mean genetics? Well, I want to be a basketball player, but I'm short and I'm slow and I can't jump very far and I have bad, poor eyesight. I'm a terrible candidate for basketball on the, just the genetic level. So it's that sort of thing. No matter how much I love basketball, Maybe I'm not a candidate for professional status. Doesn't mean I can't play and enjoy it. But my aspiration to be a professional basketball player, and then when I get unhappy and bitter and disappointed that I'm not a basketball player, and I bitch and complain and I make my whole life unhappy, and I poison everything about my life and every interaction because I'm pissed off that I can't be a basketball player, is ridiculous. But how many people do we know who walk around pissed off 
because they can't have what they want or they can't be who they think they should be or whatever it is they think it should be. You know, they think they should be fill in the blank. Because they can't have it, you know, the world's holding them back, this, that, the other, it's fixed, whatever. They're just bitter. We have such a short period of time on this earth. Don't be bitter. Don't don't be a complainer. Don't be upset. Don't let that natural series of disappointments that happens to every person poison your life. There's going to be tremendous, terrible things that happen to you. I hate to tell you that. Sickness, death, loss. But in the midst of that, there'll be tremendous joys and opportunities and exciting things. And I want you to be present for them. Don't be locked in some room for 14 hours a day doing some graphic novel because you think you have to, because you think it's going to make you happy. Now, if it truly does make you happy to do it, and you're one of those people who finds that pleasure, then do it. But if you're not one of those people who can't lock themselves in a room for 14 hours a day and draw sequential comics, don't be upset about it. Give yourself the hall pass. Maybe you're the kind of person who likes to watch movies and just relax. Nothing wrong with that either. There has to be people on stage and there has to be people in the audience. Not everybody can be up on stage and be the star. There has to be a certain amount of people who enjoy it from the audience. And both those places are good places to be. Because being up on stage is not a bowl of cherries. There's pressure, all sorts of things. It's much easier to sit back in the audience. Sometimes we want to be on stage, and sometimes that's our natural place. So when you choose where you want to be, where you're going, where you want to end up, what you want to do with your time and your energy, choose smart. And don't frustrate yourself with choosing things that you are not naturally suited for. Or you don't have the time to do. Or you don't have the genetic gifts. Or you don't really have the determination. It's a nice idea, but you don't really want to. You know, so many times I think about doing something. I'm thinking, man, I think about doing that. And I say to myself, how many thousands of hours of work is that? My brain sort of calculates it and I go, you know, I don't think I really want to do that. Today I was thinking about painting a painting. After a certain period of time, painting things just becomes a repetitional process. It's exciting, it's fun, and I do it for money, but... I don't know. I maybe have to move on a new subject matter. I, it's almost like I like to draw things that are really far out and crazy that people wouldn't naturally like but me. And so it's sort of hard to justify putting all that time into something that no one's really going to like but me. <laughs> anyway, kind of a convoluted process. I know there's more reasons to do things than just other people. And I often do work just for myself. Often I do. But... Like today, I said, no, no painting. I'm not going to do that painting. But I'm fishing in my mind trying to find a painting to do. And maybe that's a good example of what I was talking about earlier. I want to do a painting. I'm motivated to do one, sort of. But I can't commit to one. Because I know that I can't commit to one. Now, if a good enough idea comes along that really presents itself, and then I'll know that's the one. I'll be like, oh, okay. 
that one sort of sticks. I, I think I, I can devote a hundred hours to drawing that painting because that one interests me enough. But so far, no idea has come to me that has interested me enough to devote a hundred hours to it. So I'm trying to be careful about what projects I pick. And who knows, an idea may never come. I hope all of you guys are having a great day in your art studio. I hope this this helps a little bit in some way. I hope it helps clarify things or at least allows you to understand how we can lead ourselves down these crazy roads and want things and aspire to things that due to luck, timing, genetics, place in history, where we live, grew up, whatever, we just not might not be able to do it, have it, become it. And therefore, it might be smarter to do and become and have something else. You know, I had opportunities to do certain things in my life. I didn't take them. And many of those opportunities were presented to me due to proximity. Like, you know, you work close to the racetrack, therefore they offer you a job at the racetrack. Literally, that happened to me. I remember getting offered that job and thinking, do I really want to work at the racetrack all the time forever? And even though it was a good paying job, I just couldn't bring myself to work at the racetrack. I think back about that now. The gambling business is a good business. It never ends. It, it's always in business. It never goes out of business. I could be doing that job right now. Probably making $100,000 a year. Really easy job, too. And I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I think about that sometimes. Like, some of the choices I made based on what? Like, but again, why was that job offered to me? Why did I have that job offered to me and you didn't? It's because I live near the racetrack and I knew someone who knew someone at the racetrack. Just a series of circumstances. So it probably would have been smarter for me to aspire to work at the racetrack because it was close to me, I knew people, I had connections, than it would have been for me to aspire to do something where I had no connections. And one thing about connections, it sure makes a difference. Well, guys, I can rambling on here. Have a great day in your art studios. Aspire to be who you want to be, what you are. And if you're an eagle, fly. And if you're, you know, a tiger, do whatever tigers do. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> All right, have a great day. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.